You're listening to the LP Solutions Podcast, co-hosted by ORC insider Christopher McGordy and security consultant Don Carr, taking deep dives into all things organized retail crime, security, and law enforcement. Join us every Friday for a new episode as we explore informative topics and have insightful guest interviews. Thanks for joining us for episode six of the LP Solutions Podcast. I'm your co-host, Don Carr, with Security Industry Consultants. And I'm your co-host, Chris McGurdy, with Naoka Worldwide. Welcome to the program. So, first of all, we were supposed to record a live broadcast stream yesterday at the NRF conference in Cleveland, Ohio, with the Dice Corporation and Vision. However, there were some logistical and noise issues at the conference. So we've went ahead and postponed that. Um, and we're going to do that, um, I believe, next week. That's just going to be a regular uh, podcast versus the live stream. So uh, quality is important. So we wanted to make sure that uh, everything was going to be of the utmost quality when doing this. So uh, today, Mr. McGordy and I are going to talk about retail theft, retail theft-related violence, and why retail theft-related violence is on the rise. Chris, you want to take us in? Yeah, Don. Um, you know, we're seeing a, a huge increase in, in violent acts at retail stores. You know, we've seen a lot of guns and weapons. And, you know, with the increase of social media, too, and, and, and the, you know, the availability of phones, you know, people are are, you know, are taking pictures of these incidents that are happening throughout the country and it's really increasing fear and, and, um, you know, but, you know, we've been in the retail sector, we've been in the security industry for many, many years. And we know, you know, when it comes to retail theft there, there are two main issues that are really fueling the violence. Um, and, and that is drug addiction and mental illness. Um, and, you know, we just came out of a pandemic, too, and we're, we're still partly in somewhat of, you know, coming out of the pandemic. And, you know, the isolation factor, you know, increased, uh, you know, mental illness, uh, you know, for a lot of individuals as well. So that's mm-hmm. playing a huge factor as well uh, into why we're seeing such a huge increase in violence throughout the, you know, the nation um, and especially at, at, at our community centers. You know, retail is our community centers. Uh, retail is where people go. They shop. They congregate. They grab a bite to eat. You know, and uh, yeah. and this is what we're seeing. You know, uh, as a result of of these of these social issues uh, that are intertwined into our everyday, um, you know, behaviors or shop shop shopping behaviors. You know, we tend to go to the store to grab this or grab that, and uh, you know, um, but uh, you know, that's that's the root cause. Really, is what we're seeing you know, is, is, is addiction issues and mental illness is really increasing, uh, the violence throughout the country. Sure. You know, Chris, there's a 10,000 pound elephant in the room here, right? Um, you know, it's, it's easy to sit here and talk about the what's and the why's, right? It's, 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 it's much harder to sit here and talk about solutions. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. let's remember I'm in Seattle. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have an understanding (laughs) of this (laughs) at a high level, right? Yeah. You probably see it daily. Much more than the Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida's of the world. Right. 
I mean, yeah, and you probably I don't hate. see it in some of the affluent communities throughout the uh, throughout the country too. Yeah. You know, we're not talking, you know, the the Chestnut Hill Newtons or the, uh, you know, the really uh, um, Sarasota Springs in New York. You know, we're not talking yeah. high end places where where yeah. people. We're talking metro city kind of inner inner yeah. city areas where uh, you know we're seeing a lot of this. I'm. Um, not too keen on getting into politics. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I, don't, I don't ride that wave either. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not big on that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> when we talk about this topic, it's all about policies, right? Un, 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 unfortunately, it's legislation. Yeah. We go back to legislation. So it's very difficult to talk about this uh, retail theft-related violence, substance abuse, and mental health without talking about policies. And And funding. Politics, right? Politics derived from policies, right? (laughs) So... um, well, you know, I mean, we're supporters of law enforcement, too. I mean, they're a big yeah. proponent. You know, we're we're big supporters of law enforcement. And those, you know, those poor guys, I mean, are suffering this. I mean, if you're on the job, you see this on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of addiction. There's a lot of a mental mental health issues. And and until we as a society really address those deep down issues and fund those issues, we're going to continue to see increased violence in areas of, you know, our, our environment, uh, until we really, really make an effort in our society to, you know, to go after those and to fund those programs or to get people off of drugs or to, to give people the mental health assistance that they need, we're going to continue to see this level of violence continue. Um, and I, I think you agree with what I'm saying unequivocally and it's just going to be a high level of whack-a-mole right um that's what we're going to keep doing we're going to keep playing whack-a-mole right but the problem with the whack-a-mole is the moles are increasing right and the hammers to whack them down are decreasing but playing whack-a-mole is not a solution right so unfortunately um we really only have one system these days right we don't have a, a nationwide uh, rehabilitation system. We don't have a nationwide mental health system. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have is a nationwide punishment and incarceration system, right? Uh, the other systems have been done away with or simply don't exist anymore or, or simply never existed, right? Um, so when we're talking mental health, when we're talking substance abuse, when we're talking retail theft and or retail theft violence being on the rise or being fueled by substance abuse and or mental health, we've got to address those issues, right? As 100%. a nation, as a society, as a people, as it's safety, individuals. Uh, safety. Yeah, I mean, it's safety yeah. for everybody. I mean, that's how I approach it. I pre- I approach it as a safety issue. It's safety for right. law enforcement. It's safety for the workers uh, who work in the stores, and it's safety for the customers that are there at the time when these incidents happen. Um, so if we're you know if we're gonna you know again it goes back to protecting you know 
you know, protecting people and, and, and providing a safe environment for people. And until we address, again, going back to addressing these issues the appropriate way, we're not going to make everyone safe until we truly address these issues. And hopefully, you know, people are out there listening to this, whether it's, it's a congressman or a senator or, or uh, someone in a state, uh, you know, uh, a, you know, official or somebody within their state and they hear that, you know, yeah, we we need to spend money on mental health. We need to we need to address the addiction issue, and hopefully that will will bring down the temperature. You know, we hear a lot of these you know people in high you know high people saying you know what is the solution or how are we going to stop you know these you know enough is enough you know you know enough is enough until we start funding these appropriate programs to bring well, down the temperature. You know. Yeah, and I don't you know I want to make it clear that you know. There are many, many states that have significant funding for lots of programs, okay? Um, Washington State being one of them. The coffers mm -hmm. are full in Washington State, okay? The okay. programs are bountiful in Washington State. What's the problem, right? The problem is... They're not addressing it. The people don't want to penalize or punish mental health and or substance abuse. Right? Understandable. Right. Understandable. I get it. Right? Um, yeah, I think everybody's you know, been affected by somebody in their family or someone sure. that's had mental issues or or sure. or, or addiction issues. So uh, you know, people sure. can relate to it. And I think if you ask people across the country, they're going to say the same. Uh, right. so, you know, why, so why don't we step up? I mean, what is, so, well, what is, the what, what's the issue? I'm asking you now, why, yeah, why aren't they know, doing it? What, right. So what the, do you challenge, think the challenge herein lies, right. And I'm not speaking from, uh, you know, uh, textbook, uh, you know, knowledge here. I'm speaking from hands-on knowledge here right having been involved with law enforcement individuals suffering from mental health and or substance abuse and private security in the city of seattle i have an intimate understanding of the system okay and the problem herein lies as of right now the only way for the suffering addict or individual with mental health issues to get connected from the streets to those services where the coffers are full mm -hmm. is through the penal system. Makes right. Sense. So yeah. unless an individual has enough clarity to pursue one of those programs themselves on their own, they which 99.9% right. of them don't have that level of clarity. It requires or support from others or support, right? Yeah. Uh, many factors. It requires a set of handcuffs to go to jail five days, three days, whatever it is. Right. And then the jail connects them with those services. And even that is not a high success rate, but that's really the only 
system connection and system that's in place to make that connection, right? Otherwise, we're relying on these folks having enough clarity to do it themselves, enough support to do it themselves, right? So this is a... It's a tough well, let me ask you a question then. Right? I, I have a question for you then. If that's true, yeah. okay, and I'm a uh, and I'm a CEO of a chain retailer and I see that this is the link or this is the thing. Why wouldn't I why wouldn't I spend money and to help with, you know, the community or help with that support? Wouldn't that wouldn't that help? Wouldn't that be a solution? That would definitely be part of the solution. And quite frankly, and wouldn't um, it bring the temperature down at my retail place and keep my workers safe and my my other customers safe? Yeah, I mean, listen, politics aside, until we have an act of Congress and a major shift on a massive level transpire, people need to go to jail, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, 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 and people need to go to jail not to be penalized or punished for mental health or substance abuse, but people need to go to jail to get the help. And that's the situation we're in right now. So, you know, we can talk about what it needs to look like, but the reality today is. So our view of accountability is flawed is what you're saying. Absolutely. Unequivocally. Absolutely. So how we hold people accountable is totally flawed. Right. Because what we've said is we don't want to penalize mental health or drug addiction. And that's right. We don't want to penalize that. The problem is all those wraparound services lie within the county jail system. system and the referrals that take place through that system. Makes sense. Right. That's the problem, right? So one of two things happens. Either, well, one of three things, right? Either there's a massive shift in congressional legislation that fixes it, or people need to start going back to jail to be connected with those services, which is a higher rate, 30 to 40% rate uh, versus the half a percent rate of people having enough clarity to connect themselves. So major legislation throughout the country. Uh, people start going to jail again for mm-hmm. stealing, <laughs> right? Well, to get connected the other with thing services. too is the or, one thing I wanted to bring up, if or, I could stop you there for one quick second. There are differences between some of the shoplifters or the theft people that we see, right? We have people that are, you know, are addicted and are mentally ill. And then we also have what we call as the ORC groups, you know, they're, so there are separate entities. So the ORC groups, majority of the time, those groups are, uh, you know, organized, they're professional thieves, they do it for a living. So they're being hired by somebody to, you know, go out or, or, or either, you know, a part of an organization that's conducting these. But the low-level people that are are stealing to survive or stealing to live, you know, whether it's, you know, diapers or whatever they're stealing to, you know, to survive. So we we have a different, you know, levels of different people of of what, you know, of theft. So 
you know, I would just wanted to clarify for our for our listeners is that, you know, we're not talking the ORC organized groups that, you know, a lot of those guys aren't, you know, some some have addiction issues or some could be mentally ill. I'm not saying that they don't have those issues, but, you know, they're making good money and they're making, you know, when they're when they're stealing for ORC, we're talking people that are, are desperate or drug related and, and, and they're in a desperate mode and they're stealing. And that, right, that right. comes out as a different form, you know, you know, or that violence comes out as a different form. Excuse me. What, what, what we saw on the streets, Chris, was that the two were inextricably linked. Okay. The ORC groups would employ the addiction, the, the addicted people, the, the, the street level person grabbing. Yeah. We're seeing a, that a lot or uh, diapers that, or yeah. yeah the massive that, case it, in New York was huge. Yeah, uh, they hired all people that were addicted and there was just one in Colorado yesterday right. um, that they apprehended in the Colorado Springs. Uh, it was a pawn shop and they were hiring people, boosters and people that were addicted to go out and boost product too, as well. Yeah. Yeah. What we'd see is I'll tell you where else is this link. The drug dealers, Mm -hmm. the ORC, and the street-level drug-addicted boosters are all linked, right? A lot of times what will happen is the ORC ring will provide a list Mm -hmm. to the drug dealer, Okay. And then when that person goes to cop their dope, the drug dealer will say, Hey, I need you to grab me X, Y, and Z. And now the drug addicted person will go out and specifically grab those items, bring them back to the drug dealer in exchange for drugs. And the drug dealer will pass that up to the ORC and get a cut of that as well. Right. So a lot of people don't have an intimate understanding of how it works at the street mm-hmm. level. Right. Um, but again, being on the streets in Seattle, we definitely understand that coming from security, right? Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, especially, yeah. I mean, you've, you've seen it uh, a part of, you know, your world and your environment. So, yeah. Um, um, you know, third option, Chris, is to keep doing what we're doing, right? So awareness, have a major- education, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we either have a major uh, legislation shift um, on a national level or, um, you know, people start getting connected like they once were. Connected, well, I'm glad right? we're talking about it. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest thing is is raising that awareness, you know, you know, pumping up, uh, the, you know, getting people out there to listen to this and, and to understand, you know, uh, you know, the. The reason why we're seeing this this increase in violence and what is the true cause of it and 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 again awareness and education to me is is huge you know the more we we learn and we educate each other the better we are at solving our problems absolutely absolutely and you and i could go on about this for hours right oh yeah um you know it's 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 easy to do um but we're at a precipice here and you know, the precipice is most of the retailers have had it up to here. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired about this issue that is not being resolved. Right. We have uh, addiction on several levels that are at all time highs. We have mental health issues that are unresolved at all-time highs. So, you know, we're really at a breaking point here. 
And when mm-hmm. we get to a breaking point, something's got to give. So let's hope that enough minds can get together on this and come up with some viable solutions that work for everybody because none of these paths are sustainable. Agree. Right. None of these paths are sustainable, but that's, you know, really what we wanted to do on this episode uh, is not get into politics. Right. Uh, But to get into the nuts and bolts and the nitty gritty of why this retail theft related violence is on the rise. And there's several reasons for it. Right. Um, Again, just to recap, mental health, substance abuse, and quite frankly, lack of penalties, right? Um, Mm -hmm. If you know you can do something and likely get away with it, your chance of doing that said thing increases, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, We saw that with Prop 47 in in California. I mean, that was a true example of uh, a legislation that didn't really look at you know, it wasn't it wasn't really overlooked and, and it just gave the uh, criminals like a free pass to steal as much as they can, as long as they didn't get up to nine hundred and fifty dollars, which was uh, precisely as, as I will quote uh, Bill Bratton that was on uh, MSNBC, MSNBC. He said we are in Looney Tunes land right now in <laughs> politics. So I thought I thought that was fantastic because it was truly he was he was speaking from the heart on that one. And it, that's truly where we are. We're at Looney Tunes land. And uh, hopefully people will start to, uh, uh, you know, get things straight. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm glad we broached the topic. Um, it's not a topic uh, many folks want to broach. You know, we just want to talk about the problem. Right. But, you know, we really need to start talking about some viable solutions here. Um, on that note, I am your co-host, Don Carr. And I'm your co-host, Chris McGurdy from Naoka Worldwide. And this has been another episode of the LP Solutions Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the program. Thank you for listening to the LP Solutions Podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please submit a request on realtimemedia.group. That's R-E-E-L timemedia.group. You can download the LP Solutions Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. This is a Real Time Media Group production.